not for you all, but I guess I can use you now because I was no uh, intending to, to do this, so I, I ask you for your grace, like our church always have for, for uh, pastors, right? And, uh, you know, I have been uh, studying the book of Peter because I'm, I'm related to this guy. When you read First and Second Peter, it's, uh, it's very interesting that this is the second chance. The, 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 the Peter that I read in the Gospels, you know, is just a total different guy. He's just very emotional. He just go up and down. And that has been my life. If you don't know me, I'm one of the pastors here. I lead the Hispanic class, and I came out of drugs. I came out of uh, guns, guns, and, I mean, anything wrong, I did it. I, I did it all. I grew up in Costa Rica. I got married with a, a beautiful lady from the United States way back when I was sent to a church to reach out Latinos. And then God brought me here. And, uh, and it's been uh, just a blessing just to be in here. And we, we want to be focused today in these two wars. But suffering and persecution is, is just probably the greatest tool. I think as believers, we got it so easy. And we got it like so easy for us to just attend church and sit down and probably not do much because someone is always doing something. But we see common people all the time, you know, uh, and, and that's what you see in this book. Christians are these spurs and that's the audience that, that, that Peter have. And it's just interesting that... Uh, uh, what God uh, do in the life of Peter is just amazing. So we want to talk about this. God is always giving grace. And then I want you to turn your Bible in John, 1 John chapter 1. And we're going to read verse 40 and 42 because this kind of give us the, uh, the goal. 1 Peter is a very pastoral and warming uh, uh, book. Is very giving to to people the the approach that uh, Peter is doing. But in John chapter one verse forty, and we re read all down to forty two, the Bible says uh, one of the two which hear John speak. Here here is the importance with the audience speak and follow him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first finding his own brother Simon, and said unto him, We found the Messiah which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. So what I want you to know this morning, since you know I have not done all these messes, you're going to probably get half of what I'm about to teach eventually. But like, I, I, I want you to know that you always have an audience, and it's our job to introduce people to grace, because suffering and persecution is what we're dealing with. Does anyone relate to these two, two phrases? Suffering, I, I think we all, if, if, if you're just married, you know what I'm talking about. There's, there's this battle between people who get married, right, and, you know, Trying to define who is right, who is who, who's you know who has the truth, no. and it's difficult. But then we have to understand that God uses anything, like you know God, God, and then for us, 
as we always have an audience, my audience right now is Spanish. I got this Spanish class that obviously is dealing with not only immigration problems, uh, government things, families, and then trying to come to a country that, that is not their, their country, and you got all these people together, and it's a mess. So you identified people with a lot of suffering, persecution, and they're, you know, people who, are, uh, who need Jesus, but we see common people with common problems. Common people with common problems. We all have some of that stuff. So we have to recognize that Peter is uh, literally the spoken man of all the disciples. If you just study the Bible, he's always imposing. He's always like leading the, the way for everyone else. Have you ever uh, watched the, the Chosen series that is out there? No? I highly recommend for you to, to watch it. It's just uh, this series that is phenomenal. I think the way how they present the uh, apostles is just like I think they should look. You know, I think we sometimes have the, the perception of people like so perfect, you know, following Jesus. And no, First Peter, give us the second chance of a man that looked like you and I. Emotional, mess. Look, 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 Matthew 15 and chapter and verse 15. Matthew chapter 15 and go to verse 15. So the Bible says, Then answer Peter and said unto him, Declare, declare unto us this parable. One of the things that I like from Peter... Uh, it's always his, his, his desire to interact, you know, and speak from, from other people. And I think sometimes uh, you surrender your life with people that have questions. Like right now, I'm, I'm sure because I was no full prepared to speak in English. This, so when I have to preach in English, I have to do this preparation that is ridiculous and all these nervous and then I got these tags and bro you have to cover I'm like sure I can do it but you know I I miss my my preparation Peter he don't care for preparation he just went ahead and he just did it and that's what we're about to so what we're about to read in all this is just great because it will remind you that sometimes you don't only have to introduce people to Jesus, but you have to mediate. There's people that, that has good questions, but they're not like raising the hand and trying to engage in those conversations. And that's the thing. Peter, most of the things that he did, did wrong. If, if, if you read it, the way how, how he, how he treats Jesus and always trying to get things within emotions, it got him in trouble. And that's the type of audience that we always have, people that is emotional, and I think that's why it's good to understand Peter. So let's, let's, let's read, because what we're doing is, since I was not done, we're going to just read the first five verses, and I'm just going to give you some content. Again, I was trying to work in these for uh, a class that I was going to teach, but let's, let's uh, pray that God give us heart just to understand Peter and this second uh, stage of life, and then we can take something home and maybe put it in practice. Lord, thank you so much for um, 
Pastor Mitch, Lord, thank you for the suffering and tribulation that they're having right now. We have to thank you uh, for that, Lord. You always teach us. And, uh, man, you're, you're teaching, man, that we always have to be ready in season and out of season, Lord. We have to be ready to, to represent, Lord, who you are. In, and regardless, we have an audience, Lord, that we have to consider. We have a, a family, we have a church, we have neighbors, Lord, that we need to consider. And we need to be features of man, Lord. We need to be outspoken. We need to be uh, representing that kingdom, Lord. Because, you know, where, where darkness appears, Lord, your presence are not there, Lord. And this, this world right now is full of darkness, Lord. So I just pray that as we uh, get trained and how you, we learn the Bible... We can be light from from the world, Father. Um, just just help us to be outspoken, Lord, and uh, in the name of Jesus, Amen. So the Bible says in First Peter. Let, let's just get in, in, in the first uh, first five verses. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered through Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit into obedience and, and, and the sprinkling of blood of Jesus Christ, grace into you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begun us again into a little hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To and inheritance, no, inheritance, incorruptible and undefiled, and that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith into salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So, we see a, a very good introduction that, in my opinion, it, it gives us a lot, so we know... Uh, well, I don't want to speak about a, a, a picture, but I see Peter always in, interacting in a different way. Have you guys ever remembered the, the parallel? Where, so where are you guys at? That he should be walking on water or not? How about the camp that he should stay where he was and no, you know, crossing that, you know, trying to, to prove something? That's, that's how, how, how we are as a fisherman. You know, he's like, hey, I think I see the presence of God. Let me take a walk in the water. And he went down, you know, that proved usually how we are in general. But let me, let me give you something about Peter. Okay, if you want to know Peter in a couple, uh, you know, words. He was a fisherman. You see that in Matthew 4.18. The meaning of his name, he was called the rock man. Can you believe it? You are the rock man. You see that in Matthew 16.13 through 19. Um, I wish I can be called that, that person. He's called as a follower of Jesus. You see it in Matthew 4. And, and there's, there's two things here. Um, missions, missions for us, we should be moving always into missions. Be, be a diligent. Being a fisherman in those days was something serious. But it required diligence. The missions are not going to move at all unless we're moving where we are. He was a fisherman. At the moment that he got called, he's moving into faith. He's, he's like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm all for it. Now, for us, you know, I think we have to deal with a lot of emotions like he did. 
But it's very interesting that a fisherman has a part in the Bible. Because the, the, the question is, it's very easy to recognize people that is very professional, very giving, like Dr. Luke, you know, in, in the Bible, he's a doctor. And you can see how he, his writings are totally different than what, what a Peter did. But it's interesting, you know, he was diligent. So the question for you, if we want to own your field, is recognize who you are. Maybe you're a fisherman, maybe you're a doctor, but do something. We have to be diligent where we are because there is no excuse, you know. And as the followers of Jesus Christ, we have to prove it, you know. We definitely have to engage in what God is doing. Some, some numbers in the Bible, you got a lot of stuff that you got to... Um, that you can recognize, and I want you to go to um, verse, because I have to skip some, some of these things, and I, let, let's go to verse 1. This is where I want to uh, start digging. Let me see. There we go. So we're going to go to verse 1. This was not for you. Okay. Verse, verse 1. Because this is where I want you to, to get where I was going with this. So, number one, let's read verse one. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered, right? Through Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithany. In only one verse, you learn four very key things that we need to know in the Bible. Well, number one, we need to learn the audience. We need to consider the audience. Peter. So we need to understand the book. Not only you need to understand the book and the Bible, the scripture that you have been given, but you also have to understand who is the Peter that you need to reach out. Peter was uh, chased by his brother, you know. He was introduced to Jesus. So we have to understand the author of that new book that is about to start with the introduction of Jesus. So, if you have a neighbor that don't know Jesus, you need to introduce him to Jesus because God wants to write something special. Do you all have a testimony? That's the understanding that we need to get. Peter, you know, he is the author of the book. But then you also need to meet that new person. He is an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to understand the call. We all have a call. And I cannot just relate and some people to relate the message. We all have a call because God wants to write a book on your life. Do we all have a testimony? I see it. I see it in my life. But you don't only have to understand, Peter. You, you have to understand that we all have a call. And our call is to get people through... Uh, you know, through the gospel, there's people that is dispersed. So you have to understand always your audience. There's so many people living with so many problems, and that's where you have to go through. It, that, that introduction uh, introduction of the Lord Jesus Christ to, to the world, it's necessary because there's vision. Pastor Sam always talk about, hey, we're going to be planting churches and Nairobi and Kenya, and we're going to Canada. And now Pastor Mitch, as you guys know, he's trying to go to Canada. Well, where is that people that's going to lead those, those groups, right? Peter, in just the, the first verse, is telling you where is this vision going. There's people dispersed. 
And, and it's not only here in, in, in the church, even in this room, we all come these prayers. You know, we always come with some sort of context that we have to um, understand. Look at the challenge. So Peter's first verse, First uh, uh, Peter 1, eight. you see the challenge of the author. Everything that we read here is something that Peter experienced in the past. The Bible says, whom having not seen. So Peter understands that these audience have not seen Jesus, but he did. He's part of the experience. And whom, through now ye see him not, ye are believing, ye rejoice with Joe, uh, with Joe unspeakable and full glory. But Peter did. The testimony on First Peter is everything that Peter was not able to do when he was walking with Jesus. There's a lot of stuff. Now he's engaged. Can I tell you, if God gives you the chance to write a book about your life, how much can be given to you, you know? How much can God trust you? And now what we see in First Peter is just amazing. It's just a change. And... Peter's perspective is like, well, here's the thing. The things that you don't see, I already did because I messed it up. You know what I'm talking about? Like there, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of experience in our, in our testimonies that I already see. That's why I'm teaching kids, you know. They have not seen some things, but I did. So if I'm willing, if I'm willing to, to die to myself and share my testimony, then the things that I see can be, uh, you know, transforming people's lives, in, including your children, you know. I don't know. It's, a, it's, a, it's very important for us. Now, on, on all of that, there is a structure. So the Bible says, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. So we have to remember who is in control. Can I tell you, and you all know that the Lord is in control of your situation. So remember, suffering... And persecution is where we are. It is, is where we are. You know, we are suffering constant, like daily, and persecution. So Peter's testimony has just allowed us to transform people's life. Your testimony can transform people's life. So you have to remember who is in control. And then you have to remember that there's a process through sanctification of the Spirit. Can I ask a question? Who is saved here? And this is a very respectful question. So does anyone doubt of their salvation? Can I just tell you that there's a process, you know? It's not only about knowing Jesus. It's a process that needs to start with Jesus, but it has to take us to the process of sanctification. And... And unless we understand that, we're, we're like a chair. We're, we're sitting on the church, not understanding what is our part, and not understanding our audience. You know, God gives us audience. Why I'm not speaking or preaching in English every Sunday? Because that's not my gift. I'm, I'm very uncomfortable, especially when I'm not ready. Like, you're like, okay, I understand that God called me. To introduce people to, to Jesus to start the process of, of sanctification with the Spanish uh, speakers. And I feel very comfortable there. You know, that's my 
Peter testimony, I can do it well. But we need to understand not only who is in control, but we need to start that process. You know how many people is sitting in, in, in church not doing anything? Like 90% of the churches are sitting hoping that the pastor bring a good message. And like this morning, Mitch is not showing and, and will try to cover something. And you're like, I don't know what this guy is trying to, uh, to say. But, you know, it's like I'm kind of trying to get something. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's what happened. Because more people should be ready always to be in season, to be out of season. But everything starts with Jesus. And there is a process. And unless we're walking through sanctification, unless we're dying to ourselves, our second letter, our second chance, will not look good. You understand that? They wouldn't, we wouldn't ever have first and second Peter unless Peter died to himself. He literally gave Jesus away. Oh, dude, I do whatever you want. He pulled his sword, shoved the guys here when Jesus is about to be taken. He's the first. He's the spokesman. He's like, I will do everything, Jesus, for you. And he walked away. That's just you and I. Praise God. But, you know, I, I tell my class, the moment that you think that you need to impress Jesus, you're in trouble. Because that's what's Peter. Peter, the whole Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is trying to impress Jesus. He, he's like, bro, I want to get your attention. Look how cool I am. And it doesn't work that way. You know why? Because Jesus was able to impress the Father, by giving it all. You read Isaiah 53, he's quietly dying. He's being beat up. And he, he just, you know what he did? He closed his lips. He, he don't say anything. But then when somebody tells us to, to do something, we're complaining about everything. We're being treated as, a, as a servants and we're all upset about it. Lord, I will follow you. And then you're, you know, because unless that process of sanctification is starting your life, everything will bother you. Everything. Maybe Jesus came to your heart. But if you're not willing to die to yourself to listen the, the instruction, to listen, what, then that process of sanctification will have no place in your marriage or with the relationship that you are in or anything because there's no, there's no process. When Jesus convinces you, you don't have to try to convince Him because we got it all in Him. And, and, that's, the, uh, uh, and, and that's the thing. Look, look how the Bible says, because you need to remember that there's a context. So, uh, Peter said, in, into obedience with, uh, and a sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. There's a context, again, blood. But then it says this, grace into you and peace be multiplied. We have to remember that our hope is in Jesus Christ. What you see at the very end of, on, on this verse is the pure gospel. The gospel is a grace a scenario. It's simple as grace. Something that our church lacks. When something is not in my way, there's no grace. When, when the relationship is not going in the way that I thought, there's no grace. It's very easy to despise people. It's very easy to listen to a different phonetic, you know, because I don't hear what I want to hear. That lyrics that I'm reading, that somebody, I, I don't care for that stuff. There's peace when God is in the message. 
When God has been introduced to you, when the Lord has been introduced to you, the structure will works perfect because you understand who's in control. You also understand there is a process. You also understand there is a context. Everyone has a context. Everyone has a different story. The way how I celebrate, the way how I live is different. There is a context. If you come to my class, you will be very uncomfortable because I will be speaking in Spanish and you don't understand anything. And you know that the music is different and they hug too much and they're like rub legs and, and people get uncomfortable and that can create some context. Well, let me, let me give you one story now that, you know, seems like you guys laughed. But I was sent, so I was sent to Costa Rica to uh, Illinois. There was like four pastors met and they thought that uh, I can be a good fit to reach out Latinos and, um, and this place in Illinois. And I show up in the church, you know, I'm, I'm single. I was like 20 something, you know, my hormones are like all, all over. I have never got married and I proposed six times and everyone says no to me. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's just brutal. And uh, that's. That's where I met Naylin, my, my uh, wife. She was the number seven, and she said yes. <laughs> number seven is perfection. But the, so the thing is, I was sent, but culturally w was no context. You know, like, there, so there was no context. There was no, so it was very different because, yeah, Jesus came to me. I was very evangelistic, but I was people person, so... I show up in the church and I start hugging people and kissing everybody. So if you're married, I go and I hug Heather and give her a holy kiss and nobody's saying anything because in Costa Rica, you kiss twice and they, you have been, you know, uh, uh, Ali led our trip last year to Costa Rica, which it's been a game changer having you in Costa Rica. Now I don't have to be emotional, but it's been great. But I will tell you later after what uh, Ali did. And people hug. So for three months, I'm hugging everybody in the church. And then one day I got a, so I got in, into a meeting and I'm hey, bro, we need to have a, a meeting. And I'm like, sure thing. And then I walk into a room with like half of the men of the church. And I'm like, oh, this is a cool meeting, man. But I noticed there's no donuts. I'm like, well, there's no donuts. There's no coffee. I'm like. And I'm start wondering, and then I'm, you know, I'm being accused of kissing all the ladies and trying to get into husband's wife. And I'm like, and I'm all confused. I got a translator here, two translators, and the pastor just sent me in a Skype. And everyone is accusing me of, uh, of you know, being kind of like, like, just kissing ladies. And then the people that send me is like, bro. You sign for a Costa Rican. Those guys kiss all the time, and they're, and and now it's like it's like this, you know. The, yes, I have Jesus. I mean, you know, we we all knew that we were in control, and but there was a context, you know. There was a there was something that I brought to the story. There is an introduction that we forgot that we all we all look different and we all do things different, and and you know, I got kicked out of the church, and the rest is the story. But I brought my wife. <laughs> I stole my wife from the church. So it was 33 people got saved in that church in Jesus' name in six months. And then 
I have to leave, but I stole a, a beautiful wife, and it's been 16 years now, and, and, and everyone said that I was not going to work because I proposed to her with a translator. I don't speak any English, and, and, and it was uh, 16 years, and then, you know, God did it all, but there was a context. And, and, and the beauty of Peter is like if you really, like, like if you can pick up all these five verses plus the entire book of Peter, this second chance is just beautiful because he don't have to impress anybody. See, the things that people have not seen, he already saw it all. And it worked, you know. And it really worked when we understand that there's no only uh, story behind everything, but there's a structure. And then we need to pick up that the God is in control always. But unless we start the process, the rest is the story. There is no hope. There is no hope. One thing that is very in- interesting, if you like doctrine, uh, and, and, and uh, only, listen, and, and only two verses of, of, of this introduction, 1 Peter 1 and 2, you see the doctrine of election, because it's talking there. So you can go to Romans chapter 9, if you want to. There's a doctrine of foreknowledge. Now, God doesn't pick people to go hell or heaven, but God prepared people, you know, to, you know, to be established in a relationship uh, with Him. You see the doctrine of sanctification and obedience. You see the doctrine of the blood of Jesus Christ, salvation and trinity. You see the doctrine of grace of God. And the doctrine of the revelation, glory, faith, and hope. And all that is in two verses. There's a lot. So again, I was literally working on this. I mean, I'm not a... And you know what? I don't want to turn into all the verses. But I just want to give you those five verses so that we can understand more. Now, in terms of the context, look what verse 3 is giving us. So are you guys got that? Um I like context always because I think that's that's important um, because I knew that I was miscontext when people met me. I like to, I just don't get upset. I, I really don't have room to that. St- I, you're never going to see me upset with people because I know the effect of that. Uh, the ministry that Peter developed was very interesting, but, but look what the... Uh, look Look what Peter says in verse 3. So he says, Blessed be the God and the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. You remember, he walked with the guy. He walked with Jesus. So he mean this. He understand the context. So you have to remember to who is the glory. Peter is like, you know, I walked with that dude way back and I did it all wrong. At the point that I denied, denied the guy, denied the guy three times, and, and and so I understand to who the glory. One thing that Peter did again, trying to impress God with your ability to do maybe something, no good. It doesn't take you anywhere because you know, like if you think about it, such obedience that Jesus have to the Father. In all, that, that's what really impressed the Father. There's nothing else that we can do. You know, I, I, I think, and, and I think that's the, that's the most unsafe place to be, just trying to, to impress people. 
for our abilities and, and stuff like that. I, I think if we can digest the persona of Jesus and make it our own, you know, everything can change. I mean, when, when I was in Costa Rica, I, uh, you know, just to, just to talk a little bit of what Ali did since I, I don't have any notes ready or much, but like, um, I remember that, uh, how, how many years you were praying to go to Costa Rica? It was like, um, three years. I remember, you know, and I'm trying to convince Ali to come to Costa Rica. So we got a bunch of ladies who has been abused with, with children. Some of the ladies give children away to, to, to sex just to get rice and beans. That's the reality. And, uh, Ali came and broke the whole I mean, town, and, and she bottled, uh, it was like five sewing machines, and she traveled with us last year and taught the ladies how to sew things, and and um, and I was trying to just make her, her head big, and, and I remember her saying, hey, no, 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 to, to God the glory, to, you know, I'm not, but it literally, that attitude just transformed Costa Rica. That whole section that we're ministering, they're, they're building things with their own hands, the Ali was able to, 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 to teach, but that required diligence. Peter was a fisherman, and he used what he had. And, and I, so again, Peter was not a perfect man, but he used what he has, right? To, to just give glory to God, you know? But I really admire that, because I saw Ali's heart never trying to, to take anything for herself. But we spent 10 days or 9 days with those is teaching them how to sew, uh, build their own clothes, and now they're built. They're doing socks, they're doing shorts, underwear. They're doing everything with four or five sewing machines. Like, you know, again, when you don't try to impress the Lord and just do what you know, you don't. And know everything have to look the uh, the the same. But we're here together, right? Like, you know, I don't have to try to impress you because I know I. My, my audience right now is, is in Spanish, is, is something else. I'm, you know, I'm very comfortable here trying to, to communicate to you guys. But if we understand to who the glory, whatever you do will change people. That church, since she left, it grew in ladies almost 75% more. Like their full capacity right now. Five sewing machines. In an instructor, they keep sharing the gospel. Now there's no drama into these ladies. There's no more sexual ex exploitation or like, uh, you know, it's just amazing. And, and again, it, it takes a believer to understand that we're not going to impress anybody. We're just going to serve God however we are. But, you know, you know, I, I always love to be around Americans more. But I'm with the Browns in the other building, and it's like you know we got the Spanish and all this Spanish rolling, and I love that. I feel come, I feel I can preach every day, uh, and to me, you know, it's that's that's my part. I wish I can know the entire church and have more relationships, but right now God had me here, and I have to be content. But uh, that take us to remember also that the cross. To, to, to focus our, our ministry, so the Bible says, which according to His abundance mercy had begun us, again into a livable hope by the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to remember your position in Christ. 
And you know what is our position in Christ? It's that we have a hope. I mean, my, my position in Christ is not that I'm awesome, you know. Oh, look what I can do. No, it's just that I have a hope because I, I only deserve hell. You know, I don't deserve anything by going hell, but because God the Father give us His Son, then we can understand to who the glory and how to minister, how to be, you know, diligent. Well, thank you. I'm not done yet. They're clapping. Is that right? Is it the time over or what? But our position in Christ has to be a position of hope. I, I struggle so much in my class for the same thing. There's, there's people coming from all over because God allowed this to happen. You see this in the Old Testament. Jew people keep traveling all the world. God sh- kills a bunch of people and then there's more people. And this thing with immigration has something very interesting. I'm, I'm not going to go there because of time, but I'm, I'm telling you, if our position is to, to bring hope to those who have a need, then we're good. We don't have to impress anybody. We just have to humble ourselves and, and understand the context and every context and every audience always matter. We must fish for souls because the context always matter. If we, like if, if our goal is souls, but you understand what I mean by souls, like if if my goal is to win these beautiful couples to to like you know a, a relation no no there's a soul inside of these two creations right there's a soul in you two guys you know like if that's my goal then the drama here the 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 things that i see you know what sam was preaching today you know judging people and you know the whatever the, if my if, I, if my goal is the soul of the people, then everything will be solved. But the problem is, like, we walk by what, what I see. Oh, what I see is a guy that I can't even speak with. Or oh, what I see is a guy that hurt me the other day. And no, they have a soul. That's why in love of, of how our pastor Sam behave in the house, he, he's just amazing. He has time for everybody. He's a humble man. No, no perfect. But he's always thinking in souls because the context always matter. And the context is this. Hebrews 9, 27 or something. The day, the moment that you died, you will have to give an account to the Lord. And, and you know, and, and if that's not our goal, then, you know, we will have trouble. You know, Let, let's move to verse 4 just to... So what time we have to finish at 11? No, 12. Well, about 12 o'clock, yeah. Okay, okay, good then. So he says now in verse 4, you have to remember your reward always. I like that to an inheritance, incorruptible, and undefiled, and that fade not away, resolve in heaven for you. So number one, you have to remember the privilege that we have in Christ Jesus. It is a privilege. How, how many people born here in another country? In, including me. You, which, which country? Brazil. There we go. She, so you speak Portuguese. See? Yo entiendo un poco de eso. So, okay. So then I know a little bit about Brazil. 
Is that right that Brazil has a lot of witchcraft, a lot of, like, uh, so you know what is witchcraft? Yeah. So what you can tell me about Brazil, is a, is a hard land to reach for Christ? Open. You can. We are free to preach the gospel, mm-hmm. and has many Catholics mm-hmm. more than evangelicals. But it's it's going so fast. The, the, the gospel is going so fast. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So it is a privilege to be in a country like United States. That's why the nations keep coming here. And I know that's a that creates a lot of drama. But like, you know. It is a privilege to understand that just believing in the Lord Jesus Christ gives us something more, you know, some, some hope that people don't have. We have to remember that God gives us always the best, and that's important. You know, we got, we got nothing but something pure that is not incorruptible. You know, what, what we have in, in Jesus, it, it's not corrupt. It's not defined. I mean, you know, we have more, you know. We have to remember that God gives us the, the best, but... We have to go and take it. I think at the moment that the process doesn't start in us, I mean, we're not taking any of this. You know, we got blessings and, you know, we have to remember that, uh, you know, God wants us just to participate. But, man, you know, we have to get humble. I mean, we need to be humble. We need to have no expectation. But there's a reward, you know. And let's finish in verse 5, because you have to remember the, the, the message. So, uh, Peter says, Who are kept by the power of God through faith into salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So, we have to remember to tell the audience about the hope that we have. Uh, we have to remember the audience to, to, to test them, you know. It's through faith. And there's a cost, you know. Salvation, it, it have a cost, you know. Sometimes we have to go. We have to get out of our comfort zone and just, you know, tell people about Jesus. Uh, this book is awesome because First Peter 2.5, it says that ye also has living stones are built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. If we believe this verse, you believe that God can work through any person, any circumstance. If, if, if you can be called a stone who has life, you know, I don't know how to translate that. But if you can call that way, do you understand that you can rock the world in Jesus' name? This is how we are called. But we have to believe it. We have to go and get it. First Peter is awesome because First Peter 2.11 Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly laws which war against the soul. But we need to abstain. That's the process. We have to go through the sanctification process. If we just get saved and we just stay there, all that suffering and persecution is just going to get us. That's why we develop leaders in the church to try to teach people to abstain of the things they can get us. That's why First Peter is great. Can I just tell you that Peter have to abstain from a lot of emotions that he was going through. Emotions were taking the life of Peter. Emotions took Peter away from Jesus for a season. And it's 
beautiful the redemption that we see in first and second Peter. That's a guy that was transformed. Like literally, this guy was transformed. If you want to know someone emotional in the Bible, it's this guy. Peter is like just you and I. Normal people, normal problems. We all suffer by something. This book is also awesome. Um, this thing is not working. Uh, because First Peter 3 8, the Bible says, Finally, be ye all of one mind. One mind. Having compassion one of another. Love as a brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. Can we agree with that verse? What a difficult thing. Again, just by what I was talking about marriage early, that is the one the one thing, be one-minded, you know, when, when marriage gets hard, when, when uh, health goes wrong, when, when finances are no good, you know, it's very easy to have my own thinking, my own way, my own, and this is a challenge to help us in the church, you know, just to be one-minded, one mind, compassion. Can I challenge you that today, and we're, so I, I came all like, dressed like very relaxed because we're going I was going to serve tables and serve rice and beans but right when you start getting that food from all these uh, uh, you know people uh, that cook the food there's there's someone who need a conversation but it's easy for me to go to Jamie because I know him well and, you know we we like some things to come in so I can go and talk to him for probably hours you know and but there's people they need compassion they need love, they, you know, they, go find them. Because if you just come here just to expect to be served and to be due, well then, you know, it doesn't make sense. Let's, let's be compassionate about, you know, having this thing. Because people walk every time that we have a service with a need. But I like the people that I know more the people that I don't know. That's, that's the thing that I was telling you early, that I feel a little bit separated from the church because majority of my conversations are with the people that speak Spanish, which is great. You know, I have to find con contentment because they need me, I need them. But, but there's, it's good to stop and say thank you for someone that did something different. Or, hey, are you okay? Can I pray for you? That kind of stuff. That's what put the church in, in, in one mind. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to do. This book is awesome because 1 Peter 1, no, 4, verse 1 and 2. Let's read it. For as much then Christ had suffered for us in the flesh, arms yourself likewise with the same mind. You can choose to suffer for the great cause or for the war cause. If we're suffering for, for the Lord Jesus Christ because of the gospel... You're in a great spot. But you know that sometimes we're suffering just because of our own decisions, just because we choose to suffer. We don't have to suffer. We just have to be open, willing to, to share what's going on. But a lot of the suffering, again, that Peter had was because his own flesh. And I think that happened to everyone. For that had suffered in the flesh, had ceased from sin. 
that he no longer should live the rest of his time and the flesh to the loss of man, but to the will of God. Again, the Peter that I see in the gospel is not the same dude. When you read First and Second Peter, you're reading the testimony of a guy who was transformed by the hard experiences, suffering and persecution, big time. But you know, we need that. At the moment, the, the, we're all healthy and the wallet is paying all the bills and we're all, all you know, we're, we're good. We relax so much. We have the tendency to not cry out to, to the Lord because we got it all. Because we got it all. And sometimes God has God have to tie those knots and like, you know, let's, um, let me give you a little bit of something. You need to, you, you, you forgot about me because everything is good. But at the moment that we get relaxed, I'm telling you, everything... And sometimes God want to bless us with, with a season of just good health and everything. And we, you know, guess what we do? We walk away. We walk away. Peter, sharing this verse, his testimony. Again, man, I, I've been here. And it's, it doesn't take me, it doesn't lead me anywhere. You know, it is, it is, it is critical. This book is great. Because First uh, Peter five two three, and I let you go here in just a second. Feed the flock of God which is among you. Are you doing that? So let me read that again. Feed the Brazilians of God which is among you. Yeah, maybe you can know teach in English that great like like me. I'm I'm all crazy right now. I don't have my my preparation time, so I'm you know. But guess what? We can go and feed somebody. They, you can interact 100%. Well, ladies can ministry to other ladies. To you know, if you're raising children, you can. That's that's a pastoral job that we all should do. But if we're sitting expecting, it, it, it gets hard taking the oversight. Therefore, no by con constraint by willing. No for filthy looker, but of a ready mind, neither has been Lord over God's. But then the Bible says, but being examples to the flock. Ah, okay, I cannot speak English that well. But then just, just be an example. You know, Portuguese is very hard. Spanish is very hard. Italian is very hard. I, I don't know, just, just put it on your context. Use what you have, you know. Go find someone that you can be a blessing. That's why First Peter is great. Ah, and I finished with this. This book is awesome because it's telling us the life of a man that just looked like you and I. And again, I'm sorry, I, I was not ready this morning, but I was ready. I, I, I you know, I, I was with a mindset and, and going and serving tables is a privilege. I'm sorry to make you uncomfortable. Uh, I was not ready, I promise you, but let me tell you. Uh, no, no, seriously, when, when I have to speak in front of people in English, I have to have some, some time to, and, uh, but this is good for me because I got so uncomfortable that, that it just it turned great because God used people like me and like you to just do weird things, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. So read the whole thing. I don't know. Read the whole thing. You got precious people in this class. And, and uh, you know, I noticed that you guys have a little bit of time here by, by yourself at the beginning. But you know what I noticed? That everyone is sitting in their own, you know. Now, let's play some music. Let's do some salsa or something. And let's have people 
Let have people talk to each other. You know, like you don't come here to 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 expect that somebody say hi to you. Stand up and then. I mean, seriously. You know what I so. I, I'm saying that because if you come to my class, before class, that's what I'm playing. I'm playing some salsa. I'm so I'm playing some reggae because I uh, I love reggae music. Bo Marlin was my uncle, I think. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But what I'm saying is, uh, find a way to to like integrate everybody. You know, that's why this book is is awesome because you and I can be picture in this book I mean you know let's not impress anybody but go find somebody because there's people suffering and being persecuted who's going to close this oh yeah yeah bro sorry hey and you can clean whatever bro I mean just say whatever yeah yeah just want to say I appreciate Will stepping in for us today did a great job um you know sometimes things happen and we don't know why um, and just yesterday, I was in mm. First Peter. Yeah, Chris and I just started First Peter, going through our, our Bible reading schedule together. Mm. And when Mitch sent me that text this morning, I was like, I don't know, what, you know, how we're going to get through class, but God always takes care of it. And I saw Brian and Will talking up on the stage, and after service, I went up there. I said, Hey, got a message. Brian's like, Yeah, did you get the message? I said, Yeah. And I said, uh, And we were like, uh, Who wants to try to? deliver a message this morning yeah. and uh, Will said well I've been doing something in uh, First Peter and I said I just read First Peter yesterday that's the Holy Spirit I think just hmm. providing some confirmation Amen. so I needed that message this morning and um, we trust that God has yeah. uh, Mitch and Michelle taken care of yes. so, uh, mm-hmm. praise the Lord this morning hey, Go I've ahead. got an update I did get uh, a text from Mitch he said Michelle is doing well they are able to get her heart rate down with a couple of doses of specific medicine so she's awaiting blood work and other test results. Um, so and then a follow up with the cardiologist. So yeah. uh, Mitch is really thankful for the prayers and also Will's coverage. So, yeah. yeah. So let's uh, let's just uh, pray out of here. And, uh, thanks again, Will. Yeah, Appreciate right. it. No. Heavenly Father, we just come to you this morning. Just uh, again, just thank you for your many blessings, Lord. Um, we just uh, thank you for Will stepping in, Lord. We thank you for the message. Just pray that we just take it, Lord. Just um, be those fishermen that we'll talked about today. Just uh, being ourselves, using our own testimonies, our own stories, our own suffering.